Hello, Stephanie and Antara Bang. Hey, Michelle. How's it um, going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. Um, yes, because we're kind of in where we're at up in the States, in the Northern Hemisphere, definitely in the full swing of summer. Summer. Woo! At long last. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it feels like it's been such a long winter. Tell me about it. Because I felt like maybe a few episodes ago, um, we do live at slightly different latitudes and also relative to coastlines in Terrabang. So quite different, not super different seasons, but somewhat. And so I felt like a few episodes ago when I admitted to you all of like, oh, I feel bad because I am so peppy and ready to go because we have these longer days and more sunshine. And I felt guilty because Stephanie wasn't on the same wavelength. But I get it in the no. sense that you're kind of there now. Maybe? Yes. Yes. The flowers so. have bloomed and now they've fallen because the wind is so strong. Well. Okay. <laughs> um, but the the air, you know, what's what's that phrase that you had from the Japanese phrase about like walking through the forest? Shinrin Roku. Shinroku, yes. Mm-hmm. I was I was uh practicing partaking forest, in the, forest bathing. Roku. And my goodness, the forest smelled so pungent, but like in a lovely way, not like ah. in a poo way, but like the leaves smelled and i don't know if it was part of the leaves part of the flowers on the ground but like i hadn't mm, walked there lovely. quite a while because there was like a freak frost right um but then i came out after two weeks of making sure everything was good and it was just it it didn't smell like a rainforest not that i know what a true rainforest smells mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. from the bed bath and beyond sense that tell me what a rainforest smells like and it wasn't as overwhelming as that but it was definitely like you could smell some kind of freshness in the air and some kind of like humidity but in a very pleasant way that um encouraged growth if that makes sense kind of like a a specific kind of earthy smell yeah but not like dirt no but it's like the the leaf the growth yeah yeah like like stuff is blossoming stuff is opening up the buds so some florals and things coming out quite strong yes um and it was just such a lovely thing and like the spiders were coming out and over the past the you know five days i've been walking the same pathway and i like to think that i am the sole reason why there are no spiders on that path um in terms of the webs because it was very sticky the first couple of days, and now... at least at least up to your height, and then anyone <laughs> yes, at least up to my height, and then uh, anyone above um, they may suffer some cobwebs. But I, um... that was always a thing in my family. Well, it's similar in terms of like, with, like aerodynamics, if you're like mm. it's like the cycling races, and it's mm-hmm. like I think it is sometimes a form of cheating if you very much are like super close behind someone and leveraging like them breaking, you know, spreading out the wind so you can like have lesser aerodynamic you know better aerodynamics behind them but in my family i'm the shortest compared to my older brother and father and on our walks the woods as we grew up like it would be a a definite order of like who's going first and Uh sometimes they were willing to like you know who's got to break wind yeah even though i was (laughs) uh, that's also a different kind of phrase um (laughs) but it was sometimes they were very willing to put me in front because it meant at least you know, <laughs> beneath their shoulders would be clear sure you know, for me like spider web is the worst ones in your face mm. personally agreed but that was always like a like a rock paper scissors like kind of situation of who's gonna yeah. be leading to go down the trail so 
Stephanie, I'm glad to hear you've taken up some community service. Um, yes, I've used my water bottle to help um, wave in front of me <laughs> as I clear the way. And also, like, there's some very um, adventurous vines that want to, like, grow out, you know, into the pathway. So I have used my water bottles as a very blunt machete to kind of like hold them aside as I'm walking and like tuck you know, them through like, yeah yeah like in. well not necessarily tuck them in I'm, I'm far too lazy for that just like hold them so my hand physically does not have to touch the vines because some of them are poison ivy or I don't really want to interact yeah. with them exactly yeah but yeah it's been a lovely experience I'm enjoying getting some vitamin D and E for once uh <laughs> Right, that's good. So yeah, yeah, good times, good times. Well, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy for for us to be both able to freely express our joy about this time of year. Oh uh, yeah, I had a thought. So mm-hmm. um, I know that we're not always able to travel. Just like you know, in COVID, we've not been able to travel and. Um, it's been a thing now that, you know, Google Earth and Internet and all this stuff has existed. So um, sometimes I like to, like, mentally transport myself if I can't fly somewhere or, you know, um, to a location that I'm just like, I would like to kind of, like, be here mentally for a day or a week or whatever. So um, mm. for me, I think that's, like, Ireland right now, but it, like, changes from moment to moment, you know, just... You know, maybe I want to go be in Barcelona for like another day, but just just mentally, like you know, I want to enjoy the architecture, the agriculture, um, you know, the, the food, whatever. Just without having to like commit of like an actual plane flight and like money and like the actual you know logistics of having to pursue, but like the idea of just transporting yourself to somewhere else. I like this. Where would idea. that be for you? Well, also. I will answer your question. Um, yeah. But there was a part of that when you're interested that, that stuck out to me of saying, we said something along the lines of, oh, like you think of a place that you'd like to go to for a day or a week. I have not done this, but it, it sprouted and I sprouted. Um, sprouted idea. <laughs> like green talk. <laughs> so you said like, you said Ireland, for example. Yeah. 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 And more green. More green. So in the instance of Ireland and you mentioned, maybe you, you want to go to Ireland for a week mm-hmm. and what if like, maybe you do this, but this idea was maybe for that next week, obviously you're not in Ireland, but you kind of like live your life somewhat as if you were like, maybe you cook or seek out certain dishes from their cuisine or you just like throughout the week, you're like, you know, and you're, you watch like the irish news at night evening news or i don't know things of that nature to really have somewhat of a uh a inter- integration a cultural immersion <laughs> immersion yes. immersive experience that's what that's just where my mind went when you said oh maybe you want to go to a place i have for i have done like, what if you just like do the themed week that that's a great idea sometimes i just listen to like the radio there's um a, a website called radio garden my dad introduced me to yeah, i forgot about that and yeah. it's great because like you can listen to different like live radio stations mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. the world um and you know you like you click on somewhere in norway and you're you can choose to be in Bergen, you can choose to be in oslo or any other place in between 
um, or elsewhere in Norway, not just between Bergen and Oslo. Um, and you can, yeah, you can select a bunch of different radio stations for like the UK. It doesn't have to be BBC. There's like local stuff as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's quite fun to do that. Uh, I did that for France when I was like learning French for Daft Punk and um, did not really quite That's understand right. the French. But, you know, it, it was just the feeling. <laughs> but there there was a shocking quantity of American like English songs. But I guess, you know... Um, it's maybe a, if it was like a pop a, a top 40 like a pop channel maybe. maybe yeah or like golden oldies but like still it surprised me that there was quite a bit of like english stuff still mixed in i thought they'd be all you know 100 percent cultural immersion but i guess uh globalization is a thing yeah but yeah no it's fun definitely try it out um maybe i don't know if your co-workers friends would also be <laughs> Up for speaking in that language that you are uh, immersing yourself in, or maybe that's just a you thing yeah, when maybe, you're like yeah. by yourself, maybe you know, yeah. commuting or whatever. Yeah, but I kind of like that. Um, definitely use, using your imagination. So that was just something that came to mind when you said that statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to your question though, of where would I like to go in this kind of imagination trip, or like actually, um both whatever you feel like up for discussing i feel like imagination is nicer in the sense that i'm kind of leaning towards that more i'm thinking of with my current i also don't want to be like delusional (laughs) and like waltzing around the store being like oh like like i don't i don't know like the like the pure like the 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 pirouette chocolate wafers i'm like imported from my home country, France, like the France, and the clerk <laughs> is just like, "Ma'am, this is, yeah." I or will like the, say, or, or, or like the Milano cookies from Pepper Ridge Farms, and like Milano. <laughs> I will say though that sometimes I do talk to. Maybe I'm just incredibly suggestible. Sometimes I just talk to my coworkers about, I don't know, like Tuscany or something. And the next thing I find myself, I'm in the grocery store. I'm looking at Chianti wine, <laughs> and I'm like, "Is this is this what it's come to? Is this am I just so desperate for like a different environment that you know, like I'm now making my own homemade pasta with um, you know, like the proper tomatoes? I can't find San Marzano except for like the canned stuff, so I'm like still reducing like the proper tomatoes in a pan and like putting the tomato sauce, um." the tomato paste i'm sorry you can't use the tomato sauce that's uh apparently not as well looked upon as tomato paste and then like just <laughs> living my full italian experience um it's, well you know, you've like, been to italy right yeah but it's yeah. different still because yes, yes. on the va- on vacation you traveled to italy whatever they vacation. have in america just does not oh. does yeah. not come up to snuff Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. unless you have an italian grandma who's like right there but i don't shocker <laughs> why is that a, sh- a shock i don't know just like I, I i wish i had all the grandmothers from all the cultures like a greek grandma and like a chinese uh, grandma, like a I bunch see, of grandmas who could just cook all the food for me so i don't have to you know like have to and so i go to the countries but now i have to resort to this michelle your 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 local your local marts yes exactly 
I think for me, I don't think of a specific country or place. I think I, I guess I think of more of a uh, specific setting. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when it's colder like in the winter here, mm-hmm. I do have the sense of like envisioning that I'm in a cozy winter cabin and I bundle up and I kind of envision looking out the window and seeing a mountainscape of some kind and I don't want to go outside and it not it, it wouldn't be snowing outside it'd just be kind of cold or maybe there's a certain it it influences how I decorate where I live Mm-mm. so I think I like certain pieces or certain arrangements that I have in certain sections of of uh, of where I'm living right now and by focusing on that specific aspect I'll think about uh I'll think about something like for instance uh I there is a specific reference I'm I'm looking right now I guess in in the entryway it's not really a grand entryway in my apartment I wouldn't even call it a, a foyer but there is like a place where you go through, you enter the front door and there's a small transition area where my washer dryer unit is and whatnot. And you can go in. How grand, how grand. But I just remember in the Paris Opera House, which I visited, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I absolutely love that arc, the, you know, the architecture. It's very it. grandiose. Very hey. grandiose. And there's this, and I have a picture of it um, and I went quite a while ago, but they have these small circular rooms that you kind of have multiple entry points to help you kind of because it's you know, to help you change directions to go on a different side of the building or enter a different chamber of some kind sure. and then these very small circular rooms are maybe i don't know the diameter could be two and a half meters you know I don't okay know, nine feet or ten feet they're smaller okay and they're kind of were all different themes like the you know the walls were a certain color and the in the and the ceiling was domed there was one okay. I loved and that the walls were like this glittery gold and it kind of morphed up to the ceiling, which was like navy blue and it was like constellations. Like it's kind of a like, very high ceiling or we're we talking just only eight yeah. feet. High, very high. Oh, okay. it had this like gorgeous gold chandelier. And I just thought it was sure. amazing. I really like that color combination. So I like only put, for like a two meter room. And they, yeah, already, very, like, yeah. they like went full just to speak to how ornate sure uh, things are of course uh, so i've got like a gold like looks like a sun thing um to go over the light fixture and i have okay. like gold and blue uh wallpaper and right it's like reminiscent of that it yeah. yeah it's very it's reminiscent for me it's barely a shadow in comparison no. but mm-hmm. people will say oh this is cool like it's mm-hmm. like it's a very transition space. but you know what the real thing is like so yes. it's i have yeah anyways yeah. so i think of like paris and that for some reason Sometimes this isn't super answering the question, but I think it's using the same pathway in a way. Sure. When I'm in ballet class, like uh-huh. in dance class, but mainly just ballet out of all uh-huh. the disciplines of dance that I, I do and train in, when I'm we're just in the regular studio during class and it's a studio, regular looking dance studio with the Marley floors, the bars against you know, on the sides of the wall, maybe a mirror on one or two sides, mm-hmm. or sitting mirrors and um, kind of dingy windows and whatnot. Uh, I do envision whenever I'm at the bar or in center that I'm in like this grand theater. And I just like, I feel like it helps me like perform mm. and just change my posture and like really kind of have like this, like lifts, like elevates how I move mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. 
it doesn't get me totally out of my body, out of my head, but like a little bit. Cause I, I've trained enough to like know the technique, but it just kind of helps really bring the aspect of dancing because mm-hmm. ballet is quite technical. And sometimes you just focus on like, Oh, put your arm here, point your toe over there mm-hmm. or something. So I do have that like transport to visualize that, like to visualize that there space. is, you can see with the house lights turned sure. down and like the mezzanine level and like the velvet chairs and stuff. And when you when the house lights are down, can you still see the individual people or do they just become black blobs? I for some reason can. You can okay. you can, but it does require you to kind of look closely and because your eyes right. adjust. Um and for some reason I enjoy I'm, I am a cheeky performer. I do enjoy You have mentioned this, I believe, in the I previous have. episode. Yeah. And I had I did a recent performance. And yeah, and my friend, uh, my my close friend from primary school attended at a dance show. Yeah. I did, and I I was very much making silly eye contact, Google eyes, and eye contact oh and winking. And she's very shy and reserved. And this is the first sure. time ever, this is the first time she's ever seen me at a dance performance. And uh-huh. I think I think it fit the bill. She was not surprised that Michelle was hamming it up <laughs> towards her. Um, and maybe that did result in me deviating a bit from like the feel of the song original routine yeah but um uh but yeah i do enjoy that and in doing it with strangers because the other second night she wasn't there and i just found like a few random people um and to have fun with and they seem to like it i'm like oh you see me and i bet it definitely makes me uncomfortable because i think as an audience member you do feel you're protected Mm. because the performers will look out and like they're looking at the audience but But it's just the vast emptiness yeah i like to like look at people so oh i'm the opposite i uh, am absolutely terrified so like i have to practice stage when i'm practicing to give a speech in on the stage i will literally like just open up my desktops and make sure all my monitors are <laughs> the background is like a stage that's lit up um so i'm like but it's not oh because all the seats are empty so it doesn't really it gives you a sense of like the the space you know yeah. in terms of like how big it is but it doesn't give you the pressure of having to deliver them to people and making a mistake and how do you recover from the mistake from the mortification so um usually i'm not the best at public speaking because i am thinking about how to fix myself when the issue happens and then when the issue inevitably does happen because I'm thinking too much about messing up, then I'm not able to <laughs> recover adequately, um, grace gracefully. So it's a it's a bit of a not so great situation for everybody involved. Agreed. And this is also something in Terrorbank for you to consider. I think we talked about this in a pre-recording conversation, Stephanie, like last time. I don't think this was in the episode. Oh, did we? I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was just going through in in terms of, perf- like, I'll just say, I'll use the word performing or, pre- or presenting in front of an audience. And what is easier for you? You know, when you're learning a new language or mm. your second or third language, and it's like, what are you better at? Is it reading, listening, or speaking? And those are kind of... They're, that varies uh, per person. And I think for presenting, it's what is more comfortable for you? Is it speaking, like dancing slash moving um, or singing? You know, those are kind of 
different categories because for me those are different very different for me uh, i don't think any of them come naturally to me in public but anyone in, is anyone better than or, or and also like playing an instrument no definitely not <laughs> for me dancing comes easiest then speaking i then... think i just prefer living in my head without having to you, but if you had you couldn't pick just one if you had to pick one you couldn't pick from no. that list because they're the all moment, equally because if i have a script and i'm supposed to read from that script um my eyes will go wonky and decide that they don't want to look at words and th- they'll right. all blur together because even we always decide to memorize then yeah. it all goes out the window okay um because we're speaking i guess yeah we could we could specify that sometimes unless maybe, it's been if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a play or a theater piece or if it's like a speech you wrote personally I think not a speech different. I wrote. I think Shakespeare I've had good success with. Okay, because it's not you know, <laughs> very specific. <Shakespeare>. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that that was something we we're thinking of, and I, I and just for us, Stephanie and Terry, maybe you've also embarked on a similar ex- journey. So with this podcast, and I know where we are kind of gearing up for one of our anniversary episodes soon, which is yeah. exciting. And also when Stephanie's mentioned COVID, I go, yeah, this is kind of during that time. And it does feel, I guess it has been a, been a while. Uh, but I guess a question for you, Stephanie, you don't have to answer, but just how has recording this podcast, if at all, shaped how you speak in front of public or in people or in conversation? Since most of the time we are just doing stream of thought, nothing really pre-rehearsed but just stream of consciousness dialogue i've noticed that my speech pattern has changed not necessarily from talking to you or you and terry bang or you michelle um but because i think i'm mirroring do you know sandy toxic and stephen fry they're on stephen fry and sandy sorry it's a little muffled toxic t-o k-s-v-i-g they're the hosts um of a british show called qi mm-hmm. um, which stands for quite interesting which is mm-hmm. where i get quite <laughs> a few of my facts from okay um and i think that they're both oxbridge grads i, I want to say cambridge but i could be wrong um but they i mean quite intelligent people very good at synthesizing information from all realms of their brain together mm-hmm. um and they they tend to go and list their facts sort of in lists or like even when they're thinking about joining the next sentence to their previous sentence i know sandy toxic like blinks a lot and i've just realized that i do that quite often as well now <laughs> Um, okay. I don't know. I don't think that was a conscious decision, but um, I think having to engage in more meaningful conversation that isn't just like a superficial, how are you doing, you know, um, surface level stuff that we seem to get asked day to day as just living life amongst other human beings who may or may not care truly about what how are you doing (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so when we get to like the deeper thinking you know that the corpus callosum the bit the the bit of the brain that like has to connect two things together Mm -hmm. or multiple things at once um 
my speech pattern sometimes slows down as I'm trying to consider how to string all the thoughts in a coherent, cohesive manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but rest assured, the the thoughts are all bubbling and brewing and percolating, and it's. Uh... But in terms of how I'm, what was your original question? Like, have have I changed? Has my presentation skills changed? Or so what yeah. Do you mean? So you said you know just now not before before just now you said sure. you know i don't like presenting at all you know speaking and then i also yeah. know before we even started this podcast a few years ago you were like i don't want to hear the sound of my voice and that is why I was oh, like, i'm fine right, with it so, right. you know, so i you know i think we've mentioned in Terbank, i'm the one who listens to the recordings <laughs> and does editing um but i still know does still does I, I, still, I still do but also like you know a few months ago when you did go do some traveling like you actually downloaded a few of our episodes stephanie and listened to them yourself um which to me was kind of a, a step of progress of some kind um since it i'm not going to be editing anytime soon no no i don't know yeah, yeah, so i'm just kind of wondering any changes whether it's about speaking in front of people or just uh, just being more comfortable with how you sound or how you come across in your speech or i think I know for sure now that I really like one one to one conversations. Like if I have to address two people, three people, that's fine. But once it comes to like a group, like what would be considered a group of people, somehow even if I know all of them quite well, it it just becomes a little bit not overwhelming, but for some reason I have to feel like I have to entertain not entertain but you know like captivate mm. all of their attentions whereas if it's you, like you a more smaller of a host, a host role versus a peer role like you're just kind of there to host and you host or you know like stay relevant or you know like it's for me it's very natural to stay in the background Mm-hmm. But for me to actively engage and participate, if you know the other four people are just very happy, continuing along without any further input from me, I'm I usually am pretty happy mm-hmm. <laughs> just sitting in the background doing my own thing, um, passively listening, but not necessarily feeling like I have to engage. Whereas if it's a smaller group, it's it's a give and take, right? It's a dialogue, it's a three way log, you know, <laughs> trilogue. Um, you yeah, know, maybe quad quad log um but once it gets to i don't I don't want to nail a number because it depends on like the personalities involved in the conversations sure um, but yeah i i find myself in both types of situations these days and i think the ones where i make the most connection with the people and vice versa are like the one-on-one situations so i know i guess what i prefer before a little bit more really awareness the yeah. capacity i guess to process that that makes even sense. though like it was very intrinsic i think naturally yeah that makes sense i think um that makes sense also when you sh- and i think you you did share this on an episode not too long ago that you reconnected with a coworker over lunch from you know it had been a while since you talked and it seemed that you were quite comfortable just talking about all sorts of topics with this person. Uh, <laughs> it was very random. But it, it, but that this reminds me of that interaction because that was one-on-one and it yeah. was more than just a superficial, how are you? What have you been up to? You you seem to, kind of, you maybe you, talk, you covered those things, but you also initiated a few topics and questions and things. Um, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. within that conversation you had over that over that lunch. So that that does make sense. I think for me, especially because I listen to these episodes, I've become mm. more aware of my usage of filler words likes ums um i think you do pretty good filtering them out better than i do generally i'm okay trying to become better about pausing but that's very yes. much a conscious effort and does not come naturally to me hence why my speech pattern is slower sometimes <laughs> listening to our episodes in post-production <laughs> also our speech patterns uh yours more than mine the volume change well we had a couple different um when you talk about it when when you're going on about a topic that you're excited about you get like much louder loud i know i talk faster and faster it's but it's more normalized now but in those early Mm -hmm. episodes i do remember and it was and also it it was exacerbated by as you were saying like we did have some you know, variations in issues the with technology yes. yes but i there's a few times when you were maybe sharing about something and yeah your your pace and the volume really went up and was interesting but i kind of like that natural like it was just a natural thing it was kind of just to showcase this is something i'm excited about and i have this reservoir of things to share about this specific topic and I wonder if that's the same case if you are talking to someone abroad, like say your ideal country that you're visiting of the day, mm-hmm. um, and you come into, you know, for you I guess it'd be France and or something like that, right? And you talked about cookies, patisserie, you know, whatever delicious stuff they've got. Would you become I assume you'd become quite excited and maybe they'd become quite excited too. But do you think that you would have the same level of conversation as you would with someone in America? Or maybe like you'd be able to have a more in-depth conversation and like, um, I don't know your fluency in French compared to, I think it's significantly better than my fluency in French. Yeah, but it's still not. I mean, English is by Natural, far right. my first language. So okay, so first... say so say they were able to speak in English with you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that you would come across naturally, or do you think your speech pattern would still be a little bit stilted um, as you're trying to adjust to like their accent, their um, mannerisms, we, we, and you're I... just so distracted by their, you know, like oh my god, I'm in France. If I yeah. went to some random corner of France, yeah. And I meet someone who's maybe from there or from somewhere else. But yeah, they, and we, they, we, they know but everything. But there's no, but there's no language it. barrier. That's my right. first. There's thing. no language barrier for whatever reason. They know everything about your favorite dessert, and you you you're just bubbling with questions about how they make it, why it's so delicious, how come they make it like, uh-huh. yeah, all, all the all the. So the question is, how would I act? Yeah, do you think that you would act naturally as you are day to day, Michelle? Or do you think that you would kind of like hold back a little bit? Because they're a stranger? Because they're a stranger. Or you're just so overwhelmed with like, oh my God, this is this is the person I've been waiting for this entire time to like pick their brain about, you know, this, that, and the other. Oh, um, this has happened numerous times. Oh um, God. so I I go nuts. I get uh-huh. so excited. It's not. It's not really about. Oh, this is a 
person. It's more if this is a moment mm. where we have found common love of something. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so I definitely in- instigate this real high pitched and like super excited energy. And I think the person is usually shocked because I guess you're right. It is a stranger. But I think they pretty much always come soon realize that, okay, no, no walls are up anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's been bulldozed by this American. So this is, it, yeah, and you're right. You know, it could be tied to like, this is very an American thing to be so transparent and genuine, maybe. Right. A culturally bound characteristic. Um mm-hmm. Also, just maybe by my appearance and, you know, constantly wearing all-American flag gear whenever I leave the border. Sure. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Uh, it's it's quite bizarre that, you know, it seems like um, Americans have that perception, you know, when they're inside the country, they don't care really as much about wearing. But then once they leave the country, have to it's red, it white, and blue. Have to show it off. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, yes. And and I and I'm better now at apologizing and realizing oh maybe I'm being over- overwhelming but it's usually very well received I think it's just because it's like a pleasant surprise or shock and then they we can just, see your eagerness and then we just kind of go on away we just continue on our way and maybe mm. we'll have lunch together or something and then that's it because I I really like the idea of you know a one hit wonder never having to, to follow up that act it's something again. magical about it it's just uh-huh. like. And just just letting that person communicate with that person non-verbally of just know that there's people, strangers you pass on the sidewalk that, you know, you could connect with on this level. And we're out there and don't, you know, it, to me, it also brings about a sense of hope and optimism and don't feel like mm-hmm. it diminishes that sense when you feel like you're alone and or you're just, oh, I only like the people in my town, wherever I live in the world. But no, like. There are random items or, or or musicians or songs or cookies or mm-hmm. craft things that for whatever reason people have heard of across the globe and really like. And so, yeah, I think just to tie up this conversation a bit, because I do want to add one more thing about the original question and I think would be a good transition is, um, yeah, I just for you and Terabang, I don't know, maybe you've done something, embarked on something in parallel with us during this podcast or when you maybe started listening after we started uh, some kind of personal project that has shaped you and influenced how you have dealt with something that you struggled with. Maybe it was public speaking or figure skating or whatever it may be. Or maybe you have done in the past already, separate from in the past couple of years. And we would love to hear about it and how you recall it now and whether or not you had these intentions of improving your skill sets or overcoming your fears you had when you first started on those projects because Stephanie I didn't really we just kind of wanted to do this fun thing and recognize that there's some side side quests that could be achieved um and remember it's not a failure it's a learning experience experience. (laughs) so love to hear of your experiences in that regard and surveying and uh, yeah switching gears to your original question stephanie i think for me um to imagine and envision places i'd like to go 
it's, and it cha- it's, it may change from moment to moment. So don't feel like whatever you're saying sure. has to represent like you, you know your entirety of the summer. Exactly. It just be... It's places I've been. I think is easier for me, and not just maybe like the site of a church or something, but very specific moments of oh I remember going to that restaurant with my friend so and so and I got this kind of salad and we were overlooking this view of this like random restaurant or cafe mm-hmm. and and oftentimes for me a, a song comes into play comes mm-hmm. to mind and um, so it's usually and maybe it wouldn't be that we listened to that heard that song in that restaurant we might have but not mm-hmm. always and um what comes to mind are this like really specific, more day to day moments versus oh yeah. Then we watched this show. It was like oh, it was barely catching the train uh, as it, before it left the platform or something. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a memory recall for me when you for your question of where would you want to go for a day, for a week. I kind of enjoy recalling where I've been and who I've been to those places with. Mm. That's a good one, mm-hmm. which kind of, I guess, perfect segue into our music playlist. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I was involuntarily transported to Norway this uh, this past week in Terabang. Um, I was happily eating my lunch, just putting Spotify on shuffle, and lo and behold, I had a Kygo song. I have like 400 plus songs here, so not all of them are Kygo, I promise. And to update in Terabang, have you been to Norway, Stephanie? Like, what is no. your like? What is I... your level of interaction? Okay, maybe not in a real sense, but oh, in, in, in the a virtu- level of interaction in a, in, in a virtual sense. Let's yes, maybe just My, the enlighten level of interaction is um. I would like to knit Norwegian sweaters, so I have you know, followed some Norwegian knitting YouTuber people, designers, and they have a friend who is a sweater detective, um, and she speaks some okay English, but I would like to understand in her native language all this, like, wealth of knowledge. So I have started Duolingo since COVID 2020 to to learn Norwegian, and I have now passed day 1080, so, oh my gosh, right? Of <laughs> uh, learning Norwegian slash French, um, and listen to Kygo and Radio Garden for some Norwegian, especially at this radio. time of year. This and time of year, it. your Kygo really seems to shine <laughs> over this warmer summer month. I think I think Kygo is a year round phenomenon for me, Michelle. Let's be honest here. When it's there's freezing, definitely a little a little bump. There's a little we, bump. We have to listen to Tropic now. House when it's warm. We also have to listen to Tropic House. I think there is no season where Kygo is not relevant for me. <laughs> you got the headphones on for heaven's sake. Yes, indeed. Um, Michelle has generously gifted me a pair of Kygo's um headphones. So this is a true true winning moment for me. I'm truly living life. Um, yes, but uh, so I was just peacefully sitting out um outside for lunch last week, just enjoying the rustle of the trees. I press play. Sometimes Bublé comes on. Sometimes Josh Groban. Sometimes you know like. Yo-Yo Ma or um, two cellos. Um, this particular day, it was a uh, think about you, and um, my 
brain just kind of <laughs> went over to, <laughs> to Kaiga's house in Bergen, Norway. Um, Which where Stephanie he- has analyzed and based her <laughs> fantasy house on to have one day. No, it's um okay, so I don't want to live in his house. I think I need to make that very clear. Um, but I would like to live in a house in Norway. Um, a big house, probably, probably it'll have to be an old one, I think. Um, but with with like modern wings extended onto it because yes. you want you want all these specialty rooms, like your yeah, I do craft spaces and, and whatnot. I decided I want to live quite more remote than the standard remoteness of Norway, so it has to be very far north <laughs> in Lofoten. Well, then there will be no forest walking for with flowers. Oh no, I can. I, I just need oh, I guess during layered. during during the cer- t- certain time of year, gonna, when it's I'm always gonna sunny. squirrel suit. Okay, like I got a squirrel suit across the fjord, and then you know that's when I'll end up in the forest. Come yeah. on, Michelle. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, um, yes. So 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 I was listening to this song. This song transported. I'm at Kygo's house. Um, reliving the 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 Golden Hour Festival, which I think he had um in late May in 2020, and I don't know how it was for the rest of y'all, but the Golden Hour Festival was very important to me. I don't know why. I think it was just the sense of being somewhere when you can't go anywhere. Just like I've just described this entire episode, um. And I think I rewatched that one maybe like five times since, hmm. which is quite a lot for me. Usually I don't really rewatch concert festivals or re-listen to them too much. Um, but for what I, so so the premise of this was he he was releasing an album called Golden Hour, and I think the last, well, when when Golden Hour is, is usually what like seven to nine ish maybe that's two hours but like whenever sunset was happening essentially is when he would play this dj set live on his backyard and there'd be like a couple different drones zooming in and out and like he had some ground camera crews people zooming in and out um and it was just him alone in his house um with these camera people and things just kind of floating around and um you know he's living his life with his uh palm tree crew jacket that he's got with like the beautiful sunset mm-hmm. on the background and like the sleeves um and i don't know i guess it was just as a distinctive memory that i've played on loop mm. that whenever i hear any track from there i'm just kind of like there okay um without question so think about you came on and of course i thought about him uh, so that was the beginning of the journey. And uh, yeah, so Michelle, how about you? Do you have any songs that kind of transport you or, you know, I guess go for a road trip in or anything like that? I mean, I think I had a few, but in Tara Banks, Stephanie, this was kind of her her idea. So she kind of put this list together. I have a few. I really just want to add one based on what she had already. So I'll share. It's called Send Me On My Way by Rested Root. Maybe for a certain age group or demographic, it's very nostalgic because it was used in the movie animated film Ice Age in the early 2000s. Oh, and it was, it tended to be played whenever the characters were, you know, actually like walking because they're the premise traveling. Of the, movie, the premise of the movie involves them traveling far physical distances. So 
that's it was used in some of the transition music and i think it's also just a great song this uh, is the first ice age right not the fifth one definitely the first one like, maybe it's been used in the sequels and whatnot but this is for okay. the first original ice age so okay. I, I added this to the list was was that song very um, hard to sing along to <laughs> i'll have to re-listen to it i can't recall yeah. off the top of my head I suggested On My Way from by Phil Collins from the Brother Bear soundtrack. Um, and I remember that's how my family would always start a road trip because I would insist on it. Um, and it's just such a beautiful song to kind of like get you up and running as you as you're like starting to drive out from like your driveway and then pulling out of your neighborhood, moving out into the highway and then proceeding to the great of no you know, mm-hmm. um, away from the familiarity. So um, I think in the movie, oh, I forgot. It's been so long since I've seen it, but they're trying to get from place A to B. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember if they're trying to go home <laughs> or go out for an adventure or trying to find a solution. I can't remember. There's just the little bear and he's just so cute. Mm. Um, And he's like, the one that's all chipper and everyone else is like yeah we got to do this mm-hmm. um the next one this one always gets me quite excited um since the movie came out um polk salad annie um i believe it there's a couple other previous recording versions of this um i think elvis presley did one um but this one that i'm recommending is the ford versus ferrari remix by james burton and david sardi and oh my goodness, the whole Ford versus Ferrari soundtrack, first of all, is phenomenal. Um, it transports me back to the movie every time I hear it. But particularly, I think Polk Salad Annie, I think it was used for the opening scene. It may have also been used for the trailer, but it kind of just like gets your motor rumbling, your gears going. Um, you're on like the time to hit the road soundtrack and time to hit it fast. And it's great because you know you're up for shenanigans and hijinks. So um, you're up for a good time. And it's a good one. Um, And then next one was inspired by you and me, Michelle, when we were road tripping Mm -hmm. around a little bit. Um, I know we've mentioned the song before. It's This Girl by Kung's. I never know if it's Kung's versus Cooking on Three Burners. That's what it's listed as. But I understand that Cooking on Three Burners is a different entity from Kung's. I think so. But I've never heard a version of the song that has just one of them. It's always... It's definitely some collaboration. The combination of yeah. both, right. So um, this this girl is uh, a solid song. Oh, another one um, that I'm adding right now as well. It's called Jubel by Klingande. Um, yes. Sorry, I should... Um, mentioned this girl Michelle and I we road trip I think it was San Francisco right mm-hmm. um, and we had timed our journey such that we were hitting the, yeah, the Golden Gate um, suspension area like the, the the wires cables of the suspension was when like the, the base hit so we had to like ramp up a little bit um, as well it was prior to that there's a chorus when you're, came when you're in. heading when you're heading south on that highway that goes on the golden yeah. gate bridge uh, there's kind of winding through like marin county and there's a tunnel and then when you emerge from the tunnel you see the golden gate bridge as you're uh-huh. heading south back to the city so yes we so you timed, have to emerge from the tunnel yeah we emerged we timed that 
So um, the pre-chorus is hitting there, and then the the, the bass drop, drop yeah. happens when you're like going through the yeah suspension cable part. That's the famous part everyone sees on the postcards. Um, yeah, so that 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 was quite a memorable was really experience. Fun. So whenever I hear this song, well, and we did it because we were playing. We were, store. Stephanie was filming, and we didn't like overlay the music. We were playing the music in the car live, live. <laughs> so I know most people like post put the song over but we did it live i think that was so memorable because we were doing it live and we, and had, we had to, to do like it twice. make sure so yeah the we, first time yeah. i can't remember what was off the first time was it off or we just wanted to make sure it was had off it? for something okay yeah i can't remember but we did it twice and we got it the second not time. bad not and bad the sun was setting too so we had to hurry because golden hour yeah um yeah so solid um never forget that department store i'm now in san francisco you know am i really there no but i i gotta pause for a moment while i'm reliving that right um jubel is kind of similar for me um by klinganda i don't know how to pronounce it but oh it's like this a very song saxophone yeah, song yeah. my cousins and i we would be driving on some island or something and um they had to convert it they had convertible so we'd be sitting there and and it's a stereotypical like cool people image which distinctly because i'm saying this i you obviously know i'm not but like (laughs) the sunglasses living to go in a convertible and like having the wind go in your hair this is that song for me um, and it's got you know some very cool saxophone jazz stuff going on, and it's very like upbeat. And um, every time I hear that song, I'm like texting my these cousins saying like, "Oh, I heard this. I just saw what was it? I was looking up Jason Isaacs, you know the Lucius Malfoy actor. Uh huh. Because I saw him something recently. And there's another. There's a couple people called Jason Isaacs, and one of them on YouTube is a guy i think he plays mostly for like corporate events on saxophone and the title was something weird odd different um but it was like him playing two snippets of songs with the saxophone and one of them was this girl and the other one was um jubel and i was like of all the songs that Mm -hmm. you know could have a connection to and had only like 44 views Oh. And this was like yesterday when I was, you know, at time of recording. So I was like, I, I mean, his his playing is adequate. He's not, I, I'm not going to say he's a superstar because I don't know anything about saxophone. But like, you know, he had spirit and he, he was able to like add his own flavor to it. So it was pretty good. Um, but I was like, of all the saxophone songs, he could have just put two together. Wow. Must be really my day. So I was like, yay. Uh, it was quite nice and then um next one on the list is castle on the hill by ed sheeran um every time i drive a country road by myself i find it quite exhilarating i don't know if other people do especially if it's got um, like the rolling hills or kind of yeah, has like, so rolling hills and like the farmland or whoever you know um and i used to have to drive quite a bit of country through quite a, quite a bit of countryside um for work a couple of years ago so I'd always play this in Tiny Dancer um, because oh, in nice. yeah. Ed Sheeran's song, he does reference Tiny Dancer. So whenever I hear this song now, I'm always thinking of um, 
those times when I did have to drive on the highway at mm. 90 um, down those country lanes singing to Tiny Dancer. Uh, so it's quite quite nice. It's quite lovely. Yeah. Um, and then next one we've got is Piano Man. Um, I know we've mentioned this quite a lot. This one, I guess, is not quite a road trip song, but it does transport me to <laughs> another place. At work, we had, well, I guess it wasn't really paid by work, work but it was a large group of people um and they were very nice to have invited me even though it was kind of new to the role um and as our finale song they let me pick the last one and i picked piano man um and everyone was very drunk at the moment or, oh, uh, yeah. so i mean it's such a classic like and the karaoke song. And I think Tom O'Dell just does such a wonderful job, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with with the choir that I've mentioned quite often that Jeff Goldblum is just astonished by. Yeah. And so I sent this to like the group afterwards and everyone was like, yes, this is the best version. But also we felt like that. <laughs> so um, I I will forever like remember Piano Man as that like session. Oh, that's um, so sweet. I love that memory. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Like a Korean karaoke bar of all things, of all places to have. Of all places, yes, of course, it's the greatest. Um, and then the last one is the closing of Kaigo's Golden Hour Festival. Um, to me, this is like the scene that kind of perfectly encapsulates just being transported somewhere where, whether you want to or not, you're just you're just there and just enjoying the journey for what it is. And um, it's called Only Us. It's a collaboration between Kaigo and Hawks House, H-A-U-X. But I particularly love it and we'll try and include like a YouTube video or clip of it. Um, Because, you know, the sun has pretty much set. Like it's, if not... He he timed this live concert broadcast. He did, he did. That's Um, nice, that's cool. So like at the beginning, the sun seems pretty high in the sky, to be honest. But you know, over the course of the pro- of of the of the festival, you know the the, the broadcast. Of, yes, mm-hmm. the broadcast. Um, the sun's obviously setting lower, and by the time it reaches the last song, there's just a sliver of it, you know, like still peeking over. And as the song continues, it goes down, and fireworks are coming up. And wow. he, you know, he's already got like his whole DJ set. It's got like the not laser light show, but around where his setup is there's a bunch of lights and um they're all like streaming pointing at him but also up at the sky Mm -hmm. and you know in addition to all the fireworks shooting left and right and across each other and the fireworks are like out in the fjord harbor area um but like where the camera's positioned like panning around him behind him and he's got these beams of light surrounding him that just go straight up to the sky it's like he's about to lift off like some alien (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's quite spectacular i don't really know how to describe maybe i'm overselling it but um, this was also like you said is. may 2020 you know like when... where everybody's like really hoping to live a life but they're yeah. just stuck at home so you know like no hope of even setting that off context fireworks. yeah of you first seeing it was like wow this is making me feel like you know, hopeful excited like you've just forgot about being stuck it just transported inside. me to you know to norway you know so I was there in the open, big open sky. And, yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I leave you with that parting image and terror thing. Um, hopefully you have something like that. Let us know what that is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and maybe we'll include it in our playlist. Um, but yeah, I uh, hope that you have a wonderful time living your week mm-hmm. in uh, wherever destination you Canada, choose. Canada, Turkey, Italy. It could be Austral- Australia. A, pla- a place that doesn't even Morocco, exist. Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, Wherever. Yeah. Storybook, maybe a book you've read. Far, far away. But also could be could make you feel close by. Oh, I meant the Shrek one. Okay. That was a <laughs> reference. All right. All right. All right. You got me there. Maybe in Terry Van Cotton, I didn't. I'm just slower. Uh, <laughs> well, take care, friends. We will. I'll see you all. See you both next time. Bye.